0: Thank you. Welcome back. You're listening to episode 59 of The Body Nerd Show. On today's episode, I'm sharing how you can start adding more miles or increase your workout intensity, how you can start to increase how often you work out, and all of this without getting hurt. Because whether you're a runner or you just enjoy working out, increasing intensity, increasing your workouts can start to be a sticky situation. Now, if you're following a workout plan, that's fantastic uh, because that will guide you step by step through everything that you want to do. But oftentimes, when you start to increase intensity, you get hurt. And the worst part about injuries is they can set you back for a few weeks, depending on how severe they are. Like the last time I quote unquote trained for a half marathon by running four miles a week for about two months in the summer. And those of you who are hardcore runners and hit a bunch of races and do all those miles, I know you're laughing at me right now. I know that was dumb. I know. And during the race when my IT band felt like it was stabbing me in the side of my knee with like a rusty knife, I knew I had made some poor choices right? I know better now. And this race was right after I graduated from college and I hadn't even opened my eyes to the possibility of being pain-free and what a difference maintaining your body can make. Now, if you follow me on Instagram, you might know that I started running again but I'm doing things very differently. I'm being super intentional and mindful about it this time to make sure that I don't get hurt. And I know that running is a fantastic way to move your body, especially when you don't have access to the gym. So I want to be sure that whether you're out there hitting the pavement or just adding workouts, you know, doing them in your house, in your apartment, in your garage, that you're able to do it in a safe way so that you don't get hurt. So one of our recent workouts in Movement Mavens was all about breaking down the burpee. And I bring this up because the biggest issue with any activity, really any movement, is compensation. So whether it's running or push-ups, your workouts, really whatever, your body's going to get you from point A to point B no matter what. But the problem is it's not always the most efficient. So the first thing to focus on when increasing intensity, right, whether you're adding mileage or adding more workouts or whatever it might be, is to break down the movement to allow you to work on your weaknesses. So just like I mentioned, this burpee workout, the burpee was like the peak pose. That was the last thing we did in the workout. Everything leading up to it was some element of what you needed to have in a burpee to get you there in the most efficient way possible with every stability stability, stabilizing muscles you could have on, right? So a burpee, there's shoulder stability that needs to happen. There's core control that needs to happen while the arms and legs are moving. Um, there's the push up that needs to be able to happen well. There's a bunch of moving parts. And so when you break down the movement, not only do you get to work on your weaknesses, but it allows you to be super efficient in every aspect of whatever movement you're focusing on. Plus, it gives you more to work on than just the one thing. Uh, Maybe it's kettlebell swings, maybe it's pull-ups like we talked about last week. Whatever you're working on, if you break it down into all of its elements and work on improving all of the elements, that continues to move you and progress you forward while making sure that you're working on your weaknesses. So let's talk running for a second. What could you work on? Plyometrics would be a really great thing. So you need all of your lower body tissues to be extra springy, super responsive. So any sort of jumping, whether it's jump rope, uh, trying it on a single leg, trying it on another leg, doing different running drills and if you want really great running drills you have to follow my friend valerie she's run rx on instagram she posts the best Injury prevention running drills ever. I've been using a ton of her exercises as I continue to build up my running. So, check her out for sure. So, plyometrics, jumping stuff, so that you can have that springy quality to your tissues. Another thing to really focus on with running is hamstring and glute strength. Is your posterior chain strong enough to support that springy movement? Because, hey, guess what? your plantar fascia is a part of that posterior chain. So that's just another, you know, uh, not kink in the armor. It's another link in the chain. There we go. Um, also core strength, very important to focus on and really most important to focus on no matter what you're doing, whether it's running, um, or kettlebell swings or pull-ups or literally walking down the street, you want to be sure you're working on your core strength. Also with running, balance through the hips and making sure that you're not compensating from one side to the other. Um, if you typically run the same route all the time, you want to be sure that even with that, you're changing it up because the shape of the road can affect You know, if one foot is hitting even just like a millimeter or... A centimeter, right? I don't know why suddenly I went to metrics, um, but even just that little bit of difference in how, you know, the right foot hits the ground versus the left. If it's always the same, that can create an asymmetry through your hips. So you want to be sure you're working on just uncovering any of those compensations. Um, And also calf strength, right? A lot of messages I get are like, I have chronically tight calves, what do I do? Well, working on the flexibility and the strength of your calves can actually help to improve flexibility. And also, if you're working on all of these other things as you are breaking down the movement of running, what you might find is that you're weak in some other posterior chain places, uh, whether it's hamstrings, glutes, or the feet. And that's why your calves are so tight because they're trying to compensate. Now, if workouts is your thing and you're trying to increase your workout intensity, whether that's adding, you know, more time or just intensity within that workout or adding more frequency, so having more workouts a week. Um, right now, there are 5 trillion workouts happening. I mean, anytime I open Instagram, I'm like, oh, look, there's a workout. So if you want to take advantage of all of those, but do it in a really mindful and safe way, the best things to start to ask yourself are, well, what do you love to do? Um, and also, what are you working? working towards because you can take the answers to either of those questions movement wise and break down the movement into all of its parts. So think about, you know, what are my hips doing in this movement? What are my shoulders doing in this movement? What do I need my core to be able to do in this movement? Feet, knees, pretty much anything. Once you break it down, that becomes your training focus so that you can work on other elements that aren't just the thing. So if you want to get better at burpees again, right, the key to getting better at burpees is not just doing a bunch of burpees uh, because that doesn't help you fix any types of compensations or places where you might not be moving well. And that's where breaking down the movement comes into play. When you break it down, then you're just looking at a small sample of the bigger movement, right? Just like a Petri dish. And you can see, is everything working like I need it to so that when I plug it back into this bigger picture, all things are going nicely, right? It's sort of like cooking too. You want to get better at making... Uh, I was going to say soufflés. I'm like, I don't know anything about making soufflés, but like a roast, okay? Or you just want to be better at cooking. You make a bunch of different recipes and you work on your knife skills and you work on tastes and flavors and all of these things. You don't just make soufflés and roast beef again and again and again, and hope that doing that same thing will make you better at the thing. Hopefully that makes sense. So breaking down the movement into all of its parts so you can focus on each element and really find out where can I be more efficient? Where can I be stronger? Where am I weak? Where is my inflexibility really showing up so that you can improve it? So the next tip for increasing intensity without getting hurt is to go slow but not as slow as I did for my half marathon training, which is I never started, Uh, but be progressive. And you know this too, if you've ever experienced this, if you do too much at once, you set yourself to get into an inflammatory cycle. And if you're like, what do you mean? I just did a bunch and then I had plantar fasciitis. Well, exactly that. Whether it's a fasciitis of some sort or a tendinosis of some sort, these inflammatory issues happen because the tissue isn't being given enough time to heal and or it's being overloaded because some other muscle or tissue is weak and not pulling its weight, literally. So the way this shows up for me and how I'm going about my training towards running now is I run until I start to feel pain. And for me, this happens in my feet, in my plantar fascia. But here's the fun part and exactly why you need to work on your weaknesses and break down the movement. I went out on a run. And when I say go out and run, like I'm just starting at a mile, I'm going real slow. And I know some of you might not uh, have the patience to go that slow, but that's also where cross training comes into play, right? So I'm incorporating elements of running and sprinting and all these things into my workouts so that when I go on a longer run, I have gradually built up the endurance to be able to do so. So I was doing a workout where I had programmed for myself um, to do sprints at the end of every round. And I make my own workouts. This is something we learn inside Movement Mavens about how to use the foundations of good movement to make your workouts. And so in this specific workout, I was doing hamstring activations uh, with some glute bridge walkouts. So if you've never heard of those, I think that's what they're called. Honestly, when it comes to exercise names, people are just making stuff up and that's fine. A glute bridge walkout is when you lift your hips up in the bridge pose. So you're laying on your back, your knees are bent, your feet are flat. You bridge your hips up. Keep your hips up as you step one foot out and then the other foot out and then one foot back and the other foot back. If you want to make it even harder, you step out with the right foot, the left foot, and then you step out a little bit further with the right foot and the left foot before you start stepping back with the right foot and the left foot. So this was so much work for my hamstrings. They were cramping while I was doing it. But the interesting thing is when I got back up to jog, really sprint, I like to say, but if anybody drove by, they would say I was jogging and that's okay. Uh, But when I ran around the block, my feet didn't hurt at all. And what I had been experiencing previously is, you know, round one would be fine. Round two would be fine. But getting to about round three is when things would start to kind of fall apart, but not in this workout. So in my case, by breaking down the elements of running and breaking down my workout to have all of the different parts, um, what I figured out is that my plantar fascia was getting overloaded because my hamstrings weren't doing what they needed to do. My posterior chain was asleep at the wheel, but activating them was enough to help stop that foot pain, which allowed me to then continue to add mileage and build up that endurance. So now I can run longer and I can run farther because I'm Working on all of the elements that lead up to the bigger thing. And so that's really the key at adding mileage, increasing intensity is go slow. Don't go from working out once a week to seven days a week because now you have the time and access to it. Variety is super important, but also you can't keep hammering at the same thing without giving your tissues ample rest time in between, which leads me to my next point, which is recovery. The most important part of your workout isn't the workout, but it's what you do after to help your tissues stay healthy. And you know that I love body maintenance. I really just, I won't stop talking about it. But this is where having your own custom plan is so helpful. Because when you have a recovery plan, a mobility plan, a wellness plan, whatever you want to call it, but when you have a plan that's tailored to your needs and your goals, it allows you to consistently work on uncovering and rehabbing what you need. When it comes to injuries, yes, there are freak accidents. Things happen, things fall, you trip, whatever. But most injuries are from poor biomechanics or compensation that's been happening for a long, long time. When I injured my back in college, it wasn't because it was a freak accident. I mean, it sort of was. But what really was the most important thing was I didn't have good mechanics. And that was just literally the straw that broke the camel's back. It would have happened at some point. Thankfully, it happened then because I put me on the path to where I'm at now. I know it's not going to happen again. Same for my shoulders, poor shoulder mechanics, weakness. That's what led to subluxing both my bicep tendons. Um, It wasn't necessarily a freak accident, but really it's, you know, the straw that breaks the camel's back that forces you to have to look at something. So that's my point is that when you have recovery as a critical component of your workout, right? It is as important as the workout itself you are consistently looking under the hood. Is everything good? Are all my fluids checked? Are my brakes okay? I mean, these are the things we do for our cars. We pay attention to those engine lights, but when it comes to our bodies, we tend to ignore it. So what do you do, right? You're like, okay, I hear you. I need to be working on recovery, but what do I do? So make sure that mobility work is a part of your plan. So things like sitting on the floor, just moving around, yes, yoga classes, but even other stuff because sometimes even yoga gets into a rut of doing the same types of movements again and again and again. Uh, Definitely make sure that you are foam rolling. Therapy balls are even better because you can get into all your nooks and crannies and really work on creating different types of fascial stretch. And just like with your workouts, same with your recovery. Don't do the same stuff all the time because then you just get really good at that. Try to cover your entire body over the course of a week or two. It's really dependent on how often you're doing your recovery. Hopefully it's after every workout, Uh, but even on the days you're not working out, you should be doing something if you wanna be sure that you're not gonna get hurt. So backs of your legs, the front of your legs, right? So we're doing hamstrings, quads, calves, shins, feet, uh, upper back, hips. These are all great places to start Um, and, you know, focusing on one area a day to kind of spread it out, but help you to get in that habit of consistency. Because when it comes to recovery and also when it comes to training, it all is connected, right? How you move your body, how you help your body recover, what you're doing in one area has an effect on what happens in other areas, which is why it's so important to take that global approach rather than trying to just focus on just shoulders or just feet or just hips, you know, in your workouts, because everything's connected. We want to train in a way that helps your brain to stay connected and to move your body in that connected way. And your recovery is the same. You want to recover your entire body by, yes, focusing on specific areas, but making sure to spread the wealth and spread the love and not just do the same things again and again and again. Now, also, a very important part of recovery is hydration. This is really, really, really important. And I know that drinking water seems simple, right? Oh, I just drink more water. But literally, hydration is so important. <laughs> um, so one thing I have been playing with, because I drink a lot of water, I tend to drink a lot of water, but sometimes water just doesn't cut it. And I don't know if you've experienced that too, if you're drinking as much water as you can, but you still don't quite feel hydrated, like you don't feel satiated, you still feel kind of thirsty. And the biggest check too, I know people say, oh, well drink like your body weight divided by 3.72 and that's how much water you should drink a day. Uh, I just use the color of my pee as a, a guide, which is, I mean, honestly for you, that's the best, the best guide. Uh, is your pee light yellow slash leaning towards sor- sort of, I mean, it's not going to be clear, but we'll say light yellow, um, then you're probably pretty hydrated. And if it's not, you need to drink more water. One thing that I've started to do is use hydration tablets. They're sort of like a Gatorade without all the extra sugar and food dye and preservatives and weird stuff. Um, And they look like Alka-Salsa tablets. You just drop them in your water, let them dissolve, and then drink it. And this is really helping me to stay hydrated, which is great. And this doesn't have to just be around your workouts. Um, You know, one thing I do too, first thing in the morning while I'm waiting for my tea and the water for the tea to boil and brew, I down a glass of water. I make sure to drink a glass of water with every meal when I'm done. Um, I have water at my desk. Like I definitely drink so much water all the time. And still, the hydration tablets help me to stay super hydrated so there you have it make sure that you are breaking down your movements you are being progressive you are working on your weaknesses and really truly focusing on recovery and making it an important part of your whole body maintenance plan because that, my friend is the key to increasing intensity adding mileage and doing it without getting hurt so i also want to know how your pull-ups are going I'm still working on my eccentric holds and I'm going to post on social media um, a video of how that's going. And when I say I'm working on it, I'm like really working on it. I have like hmm, two, maybe three. Um, So remember, hashtag pull up nerd for your pull up progress for quarter two. I know it's my goal. So let me know if you have workout questions, um, if you want to share your pull up progress, if you have body maintenance questions, or you just have plain questions, send me a DM or tag me on Instagram. I'm at Halafamala. Or you can call the Body Nerd Hotline at 818. 818- And I'll drop that down into the description. If remembering phone numbers is not your cup of tea. And before I go, I want to remind you that show notes, fun links, free downloads, the body nerds group, and pretty much everything lives over at aewellness.com slash podcast. And thank you for taking the time to listen today. I appreciate you spending the time and I hope you got some fun movement in today as you listened or maybe you got something on the menu. And I do have to say right now when our routines and schedules are all super weird, it is so important to have something planned so you have something to look forward to. All the days are starting to kind of run together. So, schedule things, whether it's a call with a friend, um, or maybe you're going to go on a walk with a friend who's also going to be walking while you're socially distancing from their house and you just talk on the phone. Like, whatever it is, plan ahead because it will make the days just feel so much better. If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button, and you can even head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this episode right now and leave a review. I super appreciate it, and it helps other body nerds find the show. Or just share this with someone who needs to hear it. I appreciate that, too. Thanks for sharing the love. So here's to asking better questions, moving more, increasing our workout intensity mindfully, and getting nerdy. And thank you, my friend, for helping me spread the word that your body is super cool and you can change the unchangeable. I'll talk to you next week. Pain stops you in your tracks and body work is one of the fastest and most effective ways to deal with it. I've put together a free PDF with the six places you need to roll right now for quick relief. Plus, the reason why what you've tried so far has only given you a temporary fix. So whether it's back pain, plantar fasciitis, neck tension, shoulder pain, or tight hips, I've got you covered. And when you download it now, I'll also send you some video demos to get you started even faster. Head on over to aewellness.com slash bodywork, that's B-O-D-Y-W-O-R-K, to get started today.